We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. Here today, today I have a message entitled Hold On, Hold On. When I got saved, I had some people around me, some of them were saying, hold on. Some of them were saying, let go. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Uh, I mean, you know what kind of prayer meeting I'm talking about. Hold on, hold on, let go, just let go and let God have his way, hold on. I got confused. I realized then later in life it's all about holding on, holding on. Today I want to talk about holding on. So have you ever heard the term, get a rope? Sometimes that's not a good thing. I was told as a youth pastor, so I'm, my, my pastor told me, he said, I'm going to give you enough rope until you hang yourself. I mean, you know, sometimes you get too much rope. Get a rope. Ropes are good for a lot of things. They can, they can hold things together. Remember Paul in the storm with the ship, and he told him, he said, get the ropes and put them underneath the ship and hold this thing together as long as it can. So ropes are good sometimes. Then sometimes a rope can get you all bound up, get you tied up, get you all to where you can't move. You're in bondage. Uh, sometimes a rope can trip you up. How many of you jumped rope as a little kid? Maybe as an adult, I don't know. The girls were always good at this uh, double dutching thing and all that. Guys are not usually good at that. And if you are good at it as a guy, don't admit it. <laughs> girls were supposed to do the jump rope thing. But, but ropes play an important part in the Word of God. And today I want to talk about hold on. If you have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter number 2. Verse 1 says this, A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left. That seems to be a theme with Jesus, doesn't it? When he was born, no room. Now there's no room here. Not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by the four of them. Since they could not get to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. That's a great passage, isn't it? And most of the time, people focus on the paralyzed man. But today, I want to focus on the rope. Jesus comes home. That's a wonderful thing. He goes to a friend's house and he starts preaching. Man, the word gets all around town. Jesus is here, Jesus is here. Now they should have waited until the Sabbath because it was Jesus' custom on the Sabbath to go to the temple. They didn't. We can't wait. We've got to get to Jesus. So they start coming. Large crowds coming. They not only fill the inside of the house, the Bible said if the doorways were filled. I mean, they were sitting everywhere. They were, it was standing room only. They raised the windows outside of the house was crowded. So the, the news around town is Jesus is here. The house is filled to capacity, no room. And these four men have a great friend. He's paralyzed, been paralyzed for years. Now, in Jesus' culture, during that time period, when someone had a deficiency, when someone was sick or paralyzed, they automatically equated it to sin. So most people looked at this paralyzed man and go, well, it's because of his sin. Or it could be because of the sin of his father. But there's sin somewhere in the life. And so they have a friend who by culture, hey, listen, no hope. Sin-filled. 
But these four men say, hey, today is the day. Now, I'm sure the four men had real lives, don't you? Everybody's busy today, right? Some people are not in church today because they're busy. Life has got them busy. But these four men go, we've got a friend who needs Jesus. So they put aside all of their own things. I'm sure on that, uh, that day they probably had kids going to baseball. They probably had work they had to do, you know, cow in a ditch, whatever it may be. But they take the time, they get, go to their friend, each one of them grab a corner of the mat, and they take them to Jesus. And when they're getting close to the house, all of a sudden they realize, there's no way. I'm sure they sat him down and go, man, hold on, we're going to try to go and get people out of the way. So they go there and they start trying to nudge people out of the way. And they're like, I'm not moving, man, I'm listening to Jesus. I need to be in Jesus' presence today. I've got to get closer. You're not pushing me out of the way. Well, you've got to have room for four men in the mat. They look around and go, well, there's nothing to do. I guess we just quit and go home. No, these four friends were real friends. They tell us that in our lives, if we live our entire life and have one real friend, you are blessed. This guy had four friends who were real. So one of them, I'm sure, looks around and goes, man, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. The other one goes, well, I guess we can just sit him down here and, and hopefully when Jesus comes out, when it's over, he'll see him. Because remember, I heard the story about the guy who, who called out to Jesus and he, and he went over and healed him. And uh, I don't know what to do. One guy probably goes, I know what we can do. We can climb up on the roof, man. We'll climb up on the roof and we'll bust a hole through. Are you kidding me? What? That's never been done before. What's the guy that owns the house going to think? So they go, well, let's get up there and look. So they go up there and you've got to realize that a roof is not what we call a roof today. It wasn't plywood and shingles. In those days, houses were built with flat roofs because a lot of times in the cool of the evening, you'd go up on the roof and spend some time. Some people had beds up there. They had furniture up there, even in cool breezes. And they were made out of this heavy mud and grass and sticks. And so the average roof in that time was more than a, a foot thick. And it was hard like concrete. So this is not something that's going to be easily done. So they get up there, they look around, they go, well, I guess we could find... A, sledgehammer and the guy goes I got, I got one of those and chisels and oh, I, I'm running back to the house and so they, they come up and they get up on the roof and they get these sledgehammers and they, they start pounding the roof and there's a all of a sudden people say there's a sound coming from the roof what in, what in the world is that I mean when different sounds happen in church people go what I'm sure so. it's an earthquake run can't run the house is full what is going on up there maybe my rats aren't that big. And then all of a sudden, after hours, I mean, these guys are up there swinging sledgehammers. They're, they're taking turns. They're sweating. I mean, they probably got blisters on their hand. They're tearing this out. And all of a sudden, there's a little hole through, and they go, there's light. People look up and go, I can see the sky. There's a little hole up there. What is going on? And then the plaster keeps falling, and the hole gets bigger, and, and the guys are going, hey, wait, hey, guys, 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 listen, I see Jesus. He's right here. Hurry up, come on, let's get faster. And they start going faster and faster and faster and faster, and they get a hole big enough, think about it, a hole big enough for a man lying on a mat to be lowered down into the presence of Jesus. So the guys run over, they, they get the, the corners, and they realize, what are we going to do? There's rope. They tied ropes on the four corners. They'd go over. And I'm sure the guy on the mat, he had to really trust these friends. <laughs> Can you imagine being on the mat? There's, there's no recording of the guy going, Hey guys, are y'all good at holding me? 
Are y'all sure y'all are going to hold on? Are you going to let me down level? You got to keep this thing straight? I mean, there was never one question about his friends. He knew his friends. He knew they were the ones who carried him around. They brought him to Jesus. They're not going to let go of him now. And these four men take him and they lower him down into the presence of Jesus, holding on to the rope, holding on. Why? Because my friend needs Jesus. And when they let him down in the presence of Jesus, Jesus saw him, and what did he say? Son, your sins are forgiven. Wow. Why? Because four men, we don't know their names, four men decided, we're going to hold on. We're going to hold on. I wonder today, how many of you have friends that are depending on you to get them into the presence of Jesus Christ. You're the one that's going to get them to the presence of Jesus Christ. You're the one that's got the rope. The temptation today is to sometimes let go. But we've got to hold on. And I've got to tell you, the, the rope plays an important role in the church today. Because in the church today, we're, we're having fights going on, Right? Today in the service right now, there's a struggle going on. And the struggle is going to be between good and evil. Everybody give it up for the good guy. Everybody get bad guy. How do you know that some of you today were all in a struggle? We are struggling against principalities and powers and darkness and all those things. And we got to boo the enemy. Boo, boo, boo. But we're over here struggling by ourselves like, I got to hold it. Don't let go. Hold on. Hold on. But then all of a sudden the enemy makes a vital pull and he tears him down. <laughs> Satan wins. How many of you know sometimes it's like that? When you're by yourself, Satan wins. But all of us, we need friends to help us, Right? We need friends that will come alongside us and say, hey, we're going to help you out in this struggle. Do you have any friends? I think I do. I think I do. Do you have any? I don't think you have any friends. Nobody. Oh, wait. They're... What? Are you kidding me? You got some friends? Hand them the rope. How many of you think now that when two or three agreed upon any one thing on earth and touching in heaven, it shall be done? Let's sing in a circle. Come on, get him, guys. Get him, pull. Come on, root for the good God. Come on. Come on, raise a hallelujah in the house. Satan is defeated because these guys held on. Yeah. But how many know Satan doesn't give up? How many ever defeated the enemy? And then all of a sudden you think, it's over, it's done. And then he gets back up. Not only is a struggle against sometimes individuals, and sometimes we've got to get our friends to help us, but you know what else happens? Sometimes the struggle is in the church. Huh, have you ever seen that happen to where there's two different types of people in the church? Yeah. Uh-oh, they're bringing out the guns. Sun's out, gun's out. And so sometimes there's a tug of war going on in the church. You got people over here going, we got to have church this way. 
We got to make sure that we have the lights on. It's hot. We want slow music. We want hymns. We want, and the struggle is real. We got people over here going, we got to bring it to the next generation. We want the lights out. We want it loud. We want the air conditioner on. This is what we want. We sing a hymn. We're out of here. And the enemy, what's he doing? Nothing. He doesn't even care. He's dancing around. He's picking up a guitar. He's not doing anything. Why? Because he doesn't have to do anything because the church is fighting against the church. People over here going, this is the way we've always done it. We're at that church this way. People over here going, hey, let's do something new. And the struggle is real. And you know what happens? After a while of holding on, both sides begin to let their grip slip. And they all fall, rope burn. You get what you pay for, church. These are free actors today. Let's give them a big hand, come on. You know what happens when people in the church get rope burned? It hurts. People get hurt where? In the church. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't come back to church because of the church, not because of the end of the fight with Satan. They, 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 they don't come back to church because they got hurt in the church by the church. I've talked to a lot of people in over 30 plus years of ministry and I invite them to churches and they go, oh, I'm not going back to church. Why not? Well, it ain't because of the devil. Because they got hurt in church, rope burn. They had a grip on life, but then all of a sudden, because they saw the struggle wasn't against principalities and powers, it was against each other in the church, they began to loosen their grip and their grip slipped, rope burned. Yeah. And today I believe the enemy is trying to get us looking at each other, fighting against each other, going, hey, I know you're holding on to something, but maybe sometimes you're holding on to the wrong things. Have you ever held on to the wrong thing? I got to tell you what, the world's got a good grip on a lot of people's lives today. The enemy gets a good grip, and when you're out here by yourself, he wins every time. He'll knock people down, drag them down, bind them up in the ropes where they can't do anything, and they need a friend. And the friend is you. The friend is the church who's got to be inconvenienced. Well, I know I've got things I should be doing today, but you know what? I've got a friend. I've got to get them to Jesus. My friend needs Jesus. They're bound up in sin. They're, they're, they're paralyzed by the things of this world. They cannot, don't know how, and they will not get to Jesus unless I bring them. I bring them. Because you see, today, we've got a lot of people who need a friend. A lot of people who need somebody to help them get to Jesus Christ. Now, we don't know a lot about these four friends, but I think today I know a little bit about their character. Character. I believe when I get to heaven, I'm going to meet a lot of people that I don't know. And some of them are going to be super biblical heroes that we don't know their names. I can't wait to get to heaven and go, hey, what's your name? And he tells me, he goes, I, go, I don't remember reading about you. He goes, I was one of the four that held on to the rope. I was one of the four that held on to the rope and didn't let my friend down and he met Jesus and he walked out of that house. Wow. Wow. 
No longer paralyzed by sin, by sickness, but set free. So what does it take? I believe one of them is character, probably compassion. Compassion. Church, we've got to have compassion for those who are hurting and lost. I'm sure compassion comes to him that day and he hurts with him. He's like, man, I identify with you on that matter. I know, I, I know what it's like. I feel your pain. I know what it's like. You, you can't even get yourself dressed. You can't feed yourself. You can't do anything. And man, compassion, I'm here to help you get to Jesus. I'm here for you. Compassion. Yeah. Compassion today is what we need. And then I'm sure the next one comes along and he's a man of faith. And he comes in the room so excited. Man, I tell you what, today's the day, man. We're going to get you healed. I mean, we speak to the mountain. It's cast into the sea. And this guy's super hyped up, man. He's faith, man. All we got to do is pray the prayer of faith. And God will heal you. We just got to get you in his presence. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Faith. Everybody needs faith, right? Friends of faith. That no matter what's going on in your life, God can help you. So it comes along, but how many know this? Faith without works is dead. I mean, it's wonderful that you got faith and compassion, but by themselves, they're not moving this guy. Then all of a sudden, another guy comes in and he's love. How I many know that love never fails? Love conquers everything. Hallelujah. Love covers a multitude of sins. So love comes over and he says, well, man, I love you. You are my brother. We are one. And, and love is there. Faith is there. And we've got compassion. And man, these three try to pick him up and still missing something. Then the next guy comes along and he's not really as spiritual as everybody else, but he's determination. He's determined. We're going to get our friend to Jesus today. He's determined there's nothing going to stop us. He was the one that says, hey, we can't get through the doors. We can't get through the windows. Come on, let's go to the roof. We're not going to quit. We're going to be determined. I, I need some people today who are determined that we're going to see God move in this county. We're determined we're going to see God move in this church. I don't care what it takes. I don't care what happens. I'm determined. I've got compassion and faith and love, but I've got some determination that nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to slow me down. Jesus is in the house, and I've got some friends that need to be in Jesus' presence. They're paralyzed with sin. They're in bondage, but I know Jesus will set them free, and you're determined. I'm not going to let rejection stop me. I'm not going to let turning down stop me. I don't care that I don't have the right kind of clothes or whatever, but I'm determined to get in the presence of Jesus and I'm determined to bring my friends so that they can be set free by the power of Jesus Christ. Anybody here determined today? Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on. Because I know there's plenty of times when you'd want to give up. There's another scene I want to bring your attention to. If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. Saul is on the way to Damascus. He's been persecuting the church, killing Christians. And on this road to Damascus, there's a light that shines upon him. And out of this light, here's what happens. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And then he says, who are you, Lord? Wow, even those who don't know him, know him. Everybody you're going to talk to, you say, hey, do you know Jesus Christ? Oh, absolutely. 
I am Jesus whom you're persecuting. Now get up, go into the city, and you'll be told what you must do. This light blinds Saul. He's blinded, but he goes into town, and, and God also speaks to another man by the name of Ananias. And God gives Ananias Saul's address. Saul is there in a house blinded. Ananias comes in, and I can tell you, as a Christian Ananias, I'm going to be a little bit scared going into Saul. This guy's killing people left and right. This guy is a persecutor. This guy is, I mean, he is destructive. Don't let him, don't let him know you're a Christian. He'll kill you. But Ananias walks in and says, I've been sent here from God. And Ananias laid his hands on him. You see, Saul had been put into a position where he can't hold on by himself. But Ananias prays for him and he receives his sight. And the Bible records he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That moment changed Saul. He began to preach as Saul. How many of you would love to come to church on a Sunday morning and hear somebody that's been killing Christians? And I go, we got a guest this morning. Come on in. And we go, what? Everybody knows him. He's most wanted in churches. But he starts preaching and he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And God starts doing some amazing things and powerful signs and wonders are following Saul. And all of a sudden the Jewish people hear of it. You would think they would be excited, but no. They, they contrive a plan. Look at this. Acts chapter 9, verse 23. They're, they're trying to kill Saul. After many days had gone by, there was a conspiracy among the Jews to kill him. But Saul learned of their plan. Day and night, they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night, lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. Wow. Friends again. I mean, they're watching the city gate day and night. When Saul comes through, we're going to kill him. But he heard about it. How many know the Holy Spirit can reveal things to you? He had this revealed to him. He heard about it. And all of a sudden, he's realizing, I've got to get out of town, guys. They go, hey, Saul, we're going to do this. But let's wait till the cover of dark. Now, I don't know how high the wall was. All I know is there's a couple of guys holding some ropes, and he's getting in a basket. How many of you are afraid of heights? I mean, they're going to dump you over the side, and you're in a basket. How many of you want those guys to hold on? I mean, both of them. Don't let one of them go, oh, that crap. You don't need a crap in that moment. You don't need somebody to, to slip their grip and get rope burned in the basket going like that. I've watched window washers. I'm like, nah, not me. Mm -mm. I don't want to be that high off the ground. God made me 6'1", and that's as high as I need to be. But they're holding on to the rope. We don't know who these guys are. But in the middle of the night, I'm sure some of them said, Honey, where are you going? It's time to go to bed. Time to tuck the kids in. Uh, I'm going to go help Saul get out of town. At this hour of the night? Imagine another guy goes, I, I got to watch the movie. I got to watch TV. Or I got this or that. Or I got to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go to work. It didn't matter. These friends were friends who are ready to hold on. And they lower him in a basket over the wall. And what would have happened had they not held on? This is a man, Saul, who later became Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, who had all kinds of missions that he went on, who started all kinds of churches. Thousands and thousands of people came to Jesus Christ in his day because of him. And to this day, men and women are still coming to Jesus Christ because pastors are preaching the writings of Paul. What would have happened if somebody did not hold on? 
If somebody would have said, hey, uh, I'll give you $10,000 to let go of one side of that rope, I'm holding on. I'm holding on. But it's inconvenient, yeah. It's wrong, it's not, yeah. I'm going to hold on because you know what? I have compassion for this man. Jesus Christ has changed his life. He's full of the Holy Spirit. There's signs and wonders. I love this man. I have faith that he's going to do great things and I'm determined to get him out of this place alive. Saul had many times when he became Paul, they tried to kill him. This guy was constantly being tried to be killed and this is supposedly by the people who love Jesus Christ, right? There's been a lot of pastors through the years that have tried to have been crucified. A lot of church people a lot of church people that somebody was holding on to your rope and they let go. And now, I'll never go to church again. I'll never walk into another church again. It's not because of God, not because of Satan. It's because somebody did not hold on. So today, I want to I just see what we've got here in the church. So you, you have to help me. I've got a couple of men that are going to help me. And so, uh, gentlemen, if you'd come. And so today, if you're here in this church and you've been attending PCA Church for more than 60 years, 60 years in this church, I want you to stand up. 60 years. Give me some rope here. Let's go. All right. Hold on. You hold on. On. Where would this church be today if those 60 plus year people did not hold on? Amen. I mean, back on 5th Street, what would have happened whenever there was problems in the church if y'all just go, I'm out of here, let go of the rope? May not even be a PCA church today. What would have happened on Bradley Street if people just said, you know what, I'm out of here, done, walk away. And I'm sure through the years you've all had friends that have done that. I've had friends that have done that. They let go of the rope, they get rope burns, whatever it is, they get hurt. I don't know and they let go. I'm telling you today, the reason why you are here is somebody else is holding on. You did not get here because of your own volition. Somebody was holding on and saying, I've got to get you to the presence of Jesus Christ. Somebody was your friend. They may not have brought you physically, but they prayed you in this place. Thank God for mamas that hold on. Thank God for grandmas and grandpas and, grand and daddies that hold on and won't let their kids go. I'm holding on. I'm not going to let the rope slip through my hands. Thank God for friends that hold on and when you're in trouble, they come to you with faith and compassion and love and they're determined, we're going to fight this thing. We're going to win this fight. We're going to hold on together. I'm not going to let you slip through my fingers. We're in this thing together. We're holding on. And today, the lost needs a church that is ready to hold on. That when they come in, they receive love, compassion, they find a place where there's faith, and they've got people that are determined, we're going to get you to the presence of Jesus Christ. they got a pastor that says, I'm holding on to the truth. I'm holding on to faith. I'm holding on to love. I'm holding on to compassion. And I am determined. I know that I know that I know that God is able to give you more than you can ask or imagine. I am determined. I know that I know that I know that God's got a plan for you. God's got a plan for this church and we're going to storm the gates of hell together. We're going to hold on and we're going to defeat the enemy. Come on. Somebody give God a shout. you got to hold on but give him a shout. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Here we go. Raise that rope. Raise your hands. Come on. We're a church. We're determined, ain't we? Not going to let anybody fall. Sing this with me. I'll raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. Come on. anytime at pcachurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.